Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome friends to another r/malicious compliance video. Today we've got a great story of sticking it to a boss with some compliance, but first, a story from C Sonia, how I got a nice pen. Long, long ago in a machine room far away, I ordered a physically large tape library, think four racks. There was also a large computer to run it, not important. This was a backup server. Total size was probably six racks in the corner of our machine room. A week or two of work running differential SCSI, Ethernet, dealing with software config, testing, labeling tapes, inserting tapes. Took a day just to put the tapes in. It went live. Everything was great. Then a coworker asked how the drive heads would be cleaned. Spent a day going through the software and manuals and the interface on the library. Okay, I can do it manually from the front panel of the library, or I could order a sheet of fancy labels and have the software do it. I am lazy. So I call the company we ordered the library from, pissed at myself because it was embarrassing to miss something so small but so important. Get a random salesperson on the phone. I say, hi, PO number, I forgot to order cleaning tape labels for this order. How much are they? The salesperson says, oh yeah, you didn't order any. We should have mentioned it when you ordered. But yes, the cost is $72. I say, cool, here's my personal credit card. This is great, it's under petty cash levels, and I don't have to let corporate know. They say, okay, so one sheet of the labels for the cleaning tapes. I'll need a written signed purchase request. I say, I don't want to request it, I want to buy it. They say, I know, but I can't do anything without a written, signed purchase request. I say, email? They say, no, it has to be written. Why? They say, something big happened at a much higher level, and we got told in no uncertain terms, everything has to have a written, signed purchase request on paper. I say, fax? Fax was already dead. They say, fax is acceptable. They say handwritten in Sharpie under protest, okay? They say yes. I then hand wrote a letter that was something like, this is submitted under protest. This is a purchase request and a purchase order for one sheet of labels for cleaning tape for your library. I understand the cost is $72. Please call me back so you can take my personal credit card so I can order this ASAP. I know I screwed up in forgetting to order the labels with the library, but this is ridiculous. I then signed it and faxed it. I say, did you get my fax? They say, yes, it's wonderful. I'm going to push this up the ladder as far as possible. I say, okay, here's my credit card. Please get me those labels ASAP so I can go back to being lazy. The salesperson says, okay, bye. And I got my labels later that week. I also was never charged the $72. I personally thought it was over, but I got this nice package of very nice swag. Included in it was a very nice pen and notebook. I just used the pen and paper for writing notes about the library and computer and matched the color scheme. Six months later, engineers from the library company show up for preventative maintenance. I grab my notebook and pen in case I need to remember something. One of the engineers says something along the lines of, where did you get those? 
We normally don't give those out for such a small library. My response was something like, I don't know why, maybe it was because of my facts that I submitted under protest to order labels for my cleaning tapes. Both engineers turn, look at me and go, it was you? Oh man, that fax was legendary. It went up the chain and back down. We had an all hands meeting because of it. And no, I don't know what happened at the all hands meeting or what changes happened. That was their business and not mine. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. That said, our next story is from Original Tank 5357 You want me to stay in my lane? You got it, boss. Some time ago, I used to work in a medical specialty office. It was ID, or infectious disease, as a medical assistant. Sidebar, I used to work in the food industry and was always told that I would never contribute to society or do anything meaningful with my life. While I absolutely loved working as a chef and baker at the time, I wanted to do more with my life and prove to myself that I'm not as useless as people made me out to be. Not that I believe that for one second, but in my culture, if you aren't a businessman or a doctor, you're lower than everyone else. It's pretty terrible, but that's how the culture is. I now live in the US and it's been pretty good. Back to the story, I had graduated top 3 in my class and was certified through the AAMA and scored in the 90th percentile, so I knew my stuff. But I've never worked a white collar job in my life, so I was afraid that I would seem out of place. I did my externship at this ID clinic in my town and they loved my interpersonal skills. They loved my work and stated that I would be offered a job at the end of my externship. I was elated. I was so happy to have a job secured and have a foot in the door to the medical field. It turns out my blue collar experience helped me relate with a lot of patients and they appreciated my work more for it. As my time went on, my experience working in the medical field became less about the money and more about the people I can help with my direct patient care. They weren't just charts, MRNs, medical record number for those non-medical folk, and diagnosis, they were Jeff who ran the local farmer's market, or Meg who worked with kids at the Y. I cared for my patients and our repeats would always look forward to coming back to see me in chat. I loved working with my patients. So at the end of my externship, I was extended an offer of employment for a decent amount of money. It was more than my other classmates were offered at their practices, but still not a whole lot, and I took it. I was to be the medical assistant in charge of direct patient care. This meant checking in, rooming, dealing with prescriptions, performing and searching for labs, packing wounds, and doing dressing changes. Being officially a part of the office now, I was determined to work my butt off and show myself and my colleagues that I could do it. I continued to do my work and care for patients. However, over time, I would notice certain things that weren't in my job duties that I could do that would help care for the patients. Certain things like calling their doctors for updated orders or checking for records from local hospitals. Also helping patients find good home health or SNFs, skilled nursing facilities, generally the medical scheduler's job. This also included looking into insurance covering, billing, and checking referral statuses, referral coordinators, among other things. Doing these tasks meant a bit more work on my end, but also meant the best care that I could offer for my patients. This went on for a year, and my patients were happy and willing to come to appointments. 
Apparently, not a whole lot of people like to come to a building that has the words infectious diseases in big print on its side. Then one day, out of the blue, I'm called into my supervisor. Young, naive me thought, oh great, they see how hard I'm working and I'm finally getting recognized. Maybe they'll promote me to lead. Nope. My boss, Shelly, told me that I'm working too hard and sticking my fingers into too many pots. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. I asked where this was coming from. She stated that I was staying more than five minutes late too many times, and it's because I'm doing too much work. She said, we can't keep paying you all this overtime. I think I was maybe making 30 minutes overtime at most. She said that's still too much. I'm doing too much work. I was baffled, absolutely stunned. I thought that I was doing the practice a service, but she undermined the entirety of the last year's hard work I put in. I was frustrated and a bit upset, but tried my best to remain professional. So I asked her what she would like me to do, and the next words out of her mouth were ones she would come to regret. Well, I see you're doing a lot of tasks that are meant for other positions. Maybe you should stop doing those and just stay in your lane. She then proceeded to write me up for trying to abuse the time clock. Insert Jim Carrey, alrighty then, and cue malicious compliance. I asked her to send me a list of exactly what my job duties are, which she was happy to do. It listed most of what I was originally meant to do, except it didn't include dressing changes and packing wounds. I saw this and immediately knew this would be trouble for my boss. You see, she was the only other medical assistant on our end of the office that was certified to deal with minor wound care and dressings. At that point, since I wasn't the main contact for patients, that 
would fall onto her plate. So I told each of my patients that I won't be doing any of that extra work because it goes against the practice's wishes and I was told not to. All of them understood, but it's tough to get patients to keep appointments when things are delayed. Not long after the order was issued, I got my first page for a wound pack. Excellent. One thing to note about my boss is that she absolutely abhors feet. And one thing to note about infectious disease clinics is that we deal with a lot of diabetic foot infections, at least two or three a day. Doc wants to see how it's healing, so he removes the wrap and unpacks the foot, spent a little extra time with the patient, and now has to get to his next appointment. I'm paged by the doc to pack the foot, wet to dry. No problem, doc. Let me get Shelly for you. He gives me kind of an odd look, but continues to his next appointment. Shelly gloves up and as soon as she passes the threshold of the room and notices it's a diabetic foot, is holding back her gags and immediately sweating. I pass by the room and she asks for my help. As calmly as I could, I turned and said, Sorry boss, packing wounds isn't on my list. Can't do it, just staying in my lane. By the way, the 2 o'clock and 3 is a through and through foot infection. Probably should get that one packed soon too. I'm glad we were wearing masks because she couldn't see the massive poop-eating grin I had on my face throughout that whole encounter. She tried to write me up about disobeying superiors, but I'd spoken with my GM and she was behind me. Instead, she ended up getting written up for trying to put wound packs back on my list after she told me I did too much work. She ended up having to do part of the medical scheduler's job, part of the referral coordinator's job, and part of the billing office's job as she had just let go one of our front desk staff because there was not enough work to go around. There was plenty of work. I was doing it. She didn't last long after that. The burnout got to her and she stepped down from her supervisor position four months after that. They ended up hiring another super and I left the practice shortly after I got the vid. They told me to come back to work after three days and still very symptomatic, so I told them I wouldn't endanger my patients like that and to shove it. Last I heard, they have an entirely new front office staff and they're perpetually short-handed. Should have let me drive my own path instead of staying in your silly lanes. I feel like this is a situation that really speaks for itself. The quality of people working here just dropped way off. I think it's just sad to see that a medical facility has these people running the show that make it so incompetent. Especially if this is in the US, healthcare is already a struggle enough as it is. And our final story of the day is from Lumberlady72415, School Bus. Back in 2009, I was a school bus driver. On part of my route, I had to drive down a big hill to a stop, and then of course back up the hill to leave. This little neighborhood was a one way in, one way out. The speed limit on this road was 25, and I typically did 20 because there were a lot of kids in the small area, and a school bus doesn't stop on a dime. Well, I had one mom approach me and tell me that she felt I was going too fast, and asked me if I would slow down. While I typically did not follow parent requests and only orders from my boss, I felt I could slow down a little more since the road made me nervous with so many kids around. Well, I slow down to 15, and a few days later, this same mom asks me if I could slow down just a little more, seeing she personally felt I was still going too fast. I told her I was already going 15, but would gladly comply. She lived to regret it and in a couple of ways. I let my boss know my intention of slowing down to 5 and explain the situation. 
He said he would support me if there were any phone calls about it. Over a few days, I slowed down to five. So she approaches me and on the fourth day, asks me why I'm going so slow. She can't afford to wait as long as she has been because it's made her run late for work. I give her a smile and say, well, you did ask me to slow down twice, so I did. I personally feel a lot better doing five than I did 20 or 15, so thank you so much for asking me to slow down. Please have a splendid day. Well, later that day, I get a phone call from my boss. The mom called him complaining I was causing her to run late because of how slow I was going through the neighborhood. So he asked her to explain in detail, including her requests, and then he says, Well ma'am, my driver really felt 25 was too fast, and when you requested twice she slowed down, it made her feel so much better to know a parent agreed that 25 is simply too fast. But then 20 and 15 were still not a comfort zone and 5 is just perfect. We totally appreciate when parents give such lovely and helpful requests for the safety of children. She will probably continue going 5 for the foreseeable future. Is there anything else I can help you with? Not only was she late for work several days, she also got an earful of support from me from my boss. And he quieted her up. I mean, I'm all for this compliance considering you're probably driving through one of those neighborhoods where there are just kids everywhere. This is a compliance you can feel good about and smile about because it's for the safety of the kids and sticking it to somebody that's just annoying. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome compliance story, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, check out the one on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.